Something shifts when you realize who your father is. Something shifts when you realize the abundance that God carries. Are you with me? We stop living a life of lack and fear because we think we're going to run out of something. We go, listen, no. Like, I'll just go back to my daddy and get more. Are you with me? Right? Kids give away stuff like crazy. I mean, if I said, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to buy as much ice cream as you want today. You know what they'll do? They'll go tell their friends. They'll be like, guys, guess what? My dad's going to buy all the ice cream. And they'll go tell everyone, you want an ice cream? You want, they become Oprah in a second. You get an ice cream, and you get an ice cream, and you get an ice cream. Right? They just start giving it away. But when we realize who God is in our life, we get to walk in the same way. Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. All right. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 says, but you who are willing to listen. Is anybody willing to listen today? Good, I just want to make sure. But you, who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Wait, what? Jesus, what are you talking about, bro? Like, these are our enemies, right? But you, who are willing to listen, that was all of us. And I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Oh, goodness, are you kidding me? This isn't the Bible. Is, does anybody have like a better version? Because I don't know if I like this one very much. No? Okay, just want to make sure. Verse 28, bless those who curse you. Are you kidding? Pray for those who hurt you. Verse 29, if someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek. Oh, my goodness, this can't be in the Bible. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. This is just getting worse, isn't it? Verse 30, I mean, who wrote this message? This is terrible. Pick these scriptures today. Verse 30, give, give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Verse 31, do to others as you would like them to do to you. You know, I, I'm, I'm down with that verse, but the other ones, you know, like, mm, I don't know about that. Verse 32, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. Verse 34. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will, loan, will lend to other sinners for a full return. Verse 35. Love your enemies. Somebody say love your enemies. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. Somebody say very great. And you will be truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful. Oh, no. I think I've been unthankful a few times. He's kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Gosh, that, I think I fit both of those bills sometimes. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. Let's, let's pray. I think we need it. Oh, Father God, your word is so good. And I know it's good because you're in it. And it's your heart and you're speaking to us. So God, I pray that you'd help us to see how we can bless those who bother us. Father, that we can see things through your eyes. That we can truly reflect your heart in the midst of difficult and troubling times. God, we give you everything this morning. We ask that you bless it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, 
you know what? This stuff, like, it messes me up. Does this mess you up? Like these people that are just jerks. Are you with me? People that just mess with other people for the fun of it. Are you with me? Like, it's bothersome, isn't it? I mean, we were just talking about how people chew a minute ago, and then we got deep. I was, I was trying to figure out how to talk about this because I knew it was going to be deep, and I'm like, Lord, are you sure this is what you want to talk about today? Okay, Lord, we're, we're getting through the mind space. How do we deal with difficult people? Now, what I don't want you to think is I don't want you to think that I'm asking you all to be a rug for people to stand on. I'm not asking that. Now, I think for a lot of us, I can almost see the anger and frustration in every face in here. Like, you're thinking about that person or that situation, and you're like, turn the other cheek. I'll show you the other cheek. Are you with me? Right? I can see it in your face. I can see it in the body language in here. Like, and so all of a sudden, everyone relaxed. Right? No. But I can see it. It's, like, it's just like, oh, heck with that person. I'm not doing that for them. Like, I know it's Thanksgiving and everything, but I'll tell you what. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind if they open their mouth. Anybody with me? I have real people in this church, huh? Yeah, we have real people. Don't point at people. That's not cool, bro. He's like, he's like, that's this person right here, you know? Like, but here's the thing, guys. We live in a society where we can't be bothered. Like, don't bother me. I mean, how many times, how many times have you had that salesperson at the mall that is like just like, come here, come here, have you seen this? Anybody? Right? And you just pretend like you don't see them. Like, no, nah, man. I don't, I don't. Is there a breeze in here? I feel like I, I hear something, but it could be a person, right? Are you with me? Right? We can't be bothered. We got stuff to do, right? I don't know about you, but uh, the, the slow people in traffic, that gets me too. I'm with you. Like, I like to go fast. Like, I have fast and faster. Those are my speeds. Is anybody with me, right? Like, I, I like riding a motorcycle, and, and I'm pretty sure the speed limit, I've, I've read these books. I'm, I'm pretty sure the speed limit is like 20 over when you're on a motorcycle. It just is, right, John? That's, that's how it works. He's like, yeah, that's how it works. You know, like, we can go faster than cars. That's just what it is. That stuff bothers me, but we can't be bothered. I can't be bothered when, when I'm busy. I got st- somewhere to be, and you're going to drive all slow. Are you with me? Like, no. Like, is anybody? I, okay, fine. That's fine. That's cool. Like, just leave me hanging. That's great. We can't be bothered. We can't be bothered by people who are takers. Can we? Like, oh, I'm not answering that phone call because I know it's going to take me 45 minutes to get off the phone with this person, and I don't really want to hear the same story over again. Is anybody? Oh, there it is. That bothered a couple people. Good. Oh, somebody's getting bothered in church today. You know, there, there's people that leave this church because I bother them a lot. Are you with me? Because I read straight from the word of God and I don't skip over the verses that say, hey, you got to love your enemy. And they're like, no, nah, I don't like that one. Can we talk about how I'm the head and not the tail? I'm above and not beneath. I'm a champion. I'm going to go after stuff, right? I want to hear those messages. And then we have the real Christians that stick around. Are you with me? Come on, somebody that's like, mm, you know what? The word is good for, for correction. The word is good to, to make me different from the inside out. Are you with me? I can't be bothered by people who are offensive. I can't be bothered by that. I can't be bothered by people who are unlovable. Why am I going to go talk to them and uplift them when they're, all they're going to do is talk bad to me? Are you with me? Come on. I know this is, this is some heavy stuff. Listen, here's, here's the first point for my note takers. Do I got some note takers out there today? Got some note takers online. Got some people taking notes. Here's the first point today. I choose. Somebody say, I choose. I choose to bless those who bother me. I choose to bless those who bother me. Being a blessing is a choice. It is. 
Being a blessing is a choice. Most of us, I, if, I'm, if I'm talking to some human beings, most of us think if I'm, if I'm doing really well, then I can be a blessing. But if I'm struggling, you know, I need the blessing. Is anybody with me? I got some humans out there, right? Like some of us, we come to church because we've had a bad week and things have been tough. And you come to church because I need a blessing. I need someone to speak into my life and tell me it's worth another breath. It's worth another step. I need somebody to encourage me. That's why I came to church. But what if you came to church to be the blessing? Right? What if you came to church because you're going, listen, I spent time with the Lord all week long, and he's been filling me up. He's been showing me stuff. Hey, pastor, the, the very thing you're preaching on is what I was reading this week. I know somebody in here has had that experience, right? Are you with me? All of a sudden, in the, the midst of getting the word from God, it was just an encouragement that you're on the right track to go and be the blessing instead of receive the blessing. Come on, somebody. I choose. Somebody say, I choose. I choose to bless those who bother me. Being a blessing is a choice. Sometimes it's a difficult one. Sometimes being a blessing is a difficult one. And you, especially as you read through those verses, and pretty much all those verses are unfair. Are you with me? Like this person's being a jerk to me and you want me to be nice to them? This person stole my stuff and you want me to give them more of my stuff? Like I'm listening to God going, God, this doesn't sound right. It's not fair. Are you with me? But something shifts when you realize who your father is. Something shifts when you realize the abundance that God carries. Are you with me? We stop living a life of lack and fear because we think we're going to run out of something. We go, listen, no. Like I'll just go back to my daddy and get more. Are you with me? Right? Kids give away stuff like crazy. I mean, if I said, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to buy as much ice cream as you want today. You know what they'll do? They'll go tell their friends. They'll be like, guys, guess what? My dad's going to buy all the ice cream. And they'll go tell everyone, you want an ice cream? You want, they become Oprah in a second. You get an ice cream and you get an ice cream and you get an ice cream. Right? They just start giving it away. But when we realize who God is in our life, we get to walk in the same way. All of a sudden, when, when people are taking from us, we go, wait a minute, you, my dad's giving this stuff away. Yeah, you want more? What else do you want? How else can I bless you? Oh, it just changes our perspective, doesn't it? It changes our perspective. Listen, our compassion should always be greater than our conviction. Our compassion, I'm going to say that again, our compassion should always be greater than our conviction. You see, a lot of times we're like, no, no, I'm a, I'm a Christian, because, so this is how I think. And we are convicted about it, so we want to go tell everybody about it. And this is why you're wrong, and this is why you don't measure up, and this is why you're not good enough. Because I'm a Christian, these are my convictions. Well, you know that most of those people don't have the same convictions as you? Are you with me? Most of the people you talk to don't have the same convictions as you? So your compassion should be greater than your conviction. Are you with me? All of a sudden you start to see people the way that God sees people. He knows they don't know. They don't know how, how he does things. They don't know how good he is. And so for us to come and push our convictions on somebody, instead of giving them our compassion, we miss it completely. Are you with me? People want to hear about your convictions if you show them compassion. Oh my gosh, it's the, the bridge to your convictions is your compassion. Are you with me? It's the love that you show somebody else is why they want to hear what you have to say. But you have to come with that compassion. All of a sudden you realize, no, you can take from me as much as you want, but I have a Father in heaven that just pours out blessings that I can't contain anyways. i got to find somewhere to put them. Are you with me? We judge ourselves by our intentions and others by our perception. What do I mean by that? Listen, have you ever gotten honked at while you were in traffic? 
and realize that you accidentally cut somebody off. And you went, sorry about that. And then they tell you how awesome you are, right, with a couple, with not all five, ten fingers, just two. Are you with me, right? They tell you how awesome you are. And you're like, darn it. But the same thing happens to you where somebody cuts you off and you think they intentionally did this. They do not care that I am driving today and they pull right in front of me. Are you kidding me? We judge ourselves by our intentions and we judge others by our perception. We see them that they don't care. You know what they think when we did the same thing? They don't care about me. I can't believe they pull out there. And you're just thinking about the, the thing that happened earlier today. Oh, my kid did something in school, and I'm flustered, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know what to think. And so here I am, and I'm like, oh, what, how am I going to deal with this? Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to pull in front of you. Didn't mean to do that. I'm just stressed out and going through stuff. Come on, what if we switched the way we do things? And we started seeing people thinking that their intentions were probably good. Maybe they're going through something, and all of a sudden we start praying for what we might see in that moment as our enemies. Are you with me? You start going, God, whatever they're going through right now, that, that's get them off course, that they're, they're, they're not even seeing traffic because they're probably going through something. There's probably tears in their eyes. They're having to wipe away just to get through the day, and they, the, their, their boss didn't give them the day off of work just because they're going, their mom died, and you're sitting there thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, what could they possibly be going through? Lord, Lord, you're so good to me. Would you pour out some of that goodness on this other person and what they're going through? Come on. I know that was convicting, wasn't it? Lord Jesus, help us. Lord Jesus, help us. Isaiah 55, verse 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways, far beyond anything you could imagine. Verse 9, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. To live as a follower of Christ is to give up your old selfish ways. Are you with me? And, and for most of us, we're like, yeah, I'm not selfish. Like, I, give, I share and I give, give away. I give my time. I serve at church. I do all these things. I'm a good person. You're a good person until it's not convenient. Come on, somebody. It's not convenient. Oh, you're calling me during dinner. It's not convenient. Come on. You're like, I'm, I'm in a hurry. I got to get to work. I'm going to be late for the fifth time this week. And it's not convenient. Instead of looking for what blesses you, look to be the blessing. Lord, how can I be the blessing? Father, how can I tap into your abundance so I can go and be the blessing? Because you know what? You never know what just an encouraging word could do for somebody. So a lot of the times we're going through life and we're struggling and we don't know what to do next. And, and it's amazing if somebody were to text you and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about you and I'm praying for you right now. And then you go, wow, I'm stressed out. I got a lot going on. And this person's praying for me right now. I can't believe this. Like, God, you care about me so much that you'd put me on their heart to pray for me right now? How did they know? Are you with me? But what if we were sitting there during the day and in the midst of our stress said, God, who could I be a blessing to today? And he puts some, uh, uh, somebody's name in your head. And you pull out your phone and you send him a text. Hey, buddy, I'm praying for you and I'm thinking about you right now. And you do that to ten different people. and Watch what God does. Watch how he changes things. Are you with me? This morning, I was, I was listening to Robert Madu. He's preaching out in North Carolina. And, and I was listening to his sermon. And I'm like, dude, was this guy getting into my notes? Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're preaching on the, some of the same things here. And it was messing me up. 
And as I'm sitting there thinking to myself, he said, he said, man, one of the things that Stephen Furtick does for me is before I go up to preach sometimes, he'll send me a text and say, you're anointed to preach the word of God. Go out there and get it, buddy. And as soon as he said that on the radio, I stopped my car because I'm putting out the signs this morning, and I text five different pastors, said, hey, buddy, you're anointed to preach the word of God, and I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you today. And one of them goes, hey, I'm preaching on this today. I'm so excited. And the other one goes, thank you so much for thinking of me. Just in a moment, to take a minute just to tell somebody that they're called by God. You never know. They might be looking at this going, I don't know if this is the message I should preach today. I'm not sure I really heard God anymore. Maybe I'm not even meant to be a pastor. And then they get a word that says, you are anointed and ready to preach the word of God. Get out there and get it. Right? Sometimes we just need that from each other. Amen? Amen? Let's look to be the blessing. First Peter chapter 3, verse 8 says, finally, somebody say finally. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Come on. I, sometimes I need to hear this stuff. Are you with me? Verse 9, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, Pay them back with a blessing. Come on, somebody say, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. Woo! Oh, we just unlocked something right there. No matter what they do, no matter what they say, no matter how much hate comes out of their mouth, I'm going to pay you back with a blessing. Why? Because that's what God does for me. And I know he'll pour out even more blessing on me when I give it away. Are you with me? Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do to me. But all of a sudden, I'm just going to pour out another blessing on you. I'm going to tell you how incredible you are. I'm going to tell you that God's created you for such a purpose. Oh, my goodness. I'm going I'm to beat this negativity with blessing. Are you with me? Does anybody like winning arguments? I got some arguers out there. You want to you wanna learn how to really mess up this thing, this argument thing, and how to win every time? Blessing. Pour out a blessing. No matter what they say, if you pour out a blessing, they're not going to know what to do. It gets crazy. I remember spending most of my life arguing with people, wondering, like, like hey, this is what I think, and this is what you should think, and this is where we should go, and this is what we should do. And they go, I don't, I don't agree with you, and this is why. And we part ways angry. Any, does that happen to anybody? Right? Getting ready for Thanksgiving, getting ready for Christmas. Are you with me? Like, like the kids get excited about Christmas because they don't deal with it as an adult. Right? Are you with me? But, man, something shifts when, when you just pour out a blessing instead of another argument. I see why you think that way. I see where your heart's at. You know what? I love you. I think you're incredible. Me? Like, I, did you hear what I just said to you? No, listen, you. You know, are you with me? And then you're like, no, 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 listen. I think you're an incredible person. I just want you to know that you're loved and cared for. Like, how do you argue with that? No, I'm not incredible. Don't you dare tell me I'm awesome. Right? You can't argue with that. Are you with me? Oh, you're incredible, and I love you, and I think you're amazing. You don't love me. I'm not incredible, and I'm not amazing. Okay, well, if that's what you think, but i got to tell you, you're pretty awesome to me. Like, God sees you as something better and something bigger than that, and you know what? I just want you to know he cares about you, and so do I. You can say whatever you want to me, and you know what? He'll, he'll take all of that from me. I'm going to be okay. 
you know, sticks and stones, right? You know, let, let, them, let them do what they're going to do. But words are powerful. And you know what? We can, we can spit out some good words. Are you with me? We can spit out some words of encouragement. Amen? That is what God has called you to do. He will grant you his blessing. Verse 10. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life. Does anybody want to enjoy life? Got a few people want to enjoy life. That's good. And see many happy days. Do you want more happy days or more sad days? How many happy days? Okay, I just want to make sure. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Verse 11. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace. Somebody say search for peace. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Verse 12. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. How do we find peace in our lives, you guys? We search for it. We search for it. You want to fix relationships around you? Search for peace. You know you find what you're looking for? Is there fault in that person on the other side? There is. I guarantee if you go look for it, you're really going to find it. Oh, you'll start uncovering all kinds of fault. And, you know, we could sit and talk about the faults over and over and again. And we could argue about them, how your faults are worse than my faults. And, right? But if we search for peace, like with, if our intention with every communication is to create unification, and we search for peace, I'm looking for peace. You will find what you are looking for. I'm searching for peace. I'm looking for a way to be peaceful with you. I want you to know the love of God, and I want it to drown out our arguments. Come on, somebody. Come on. This is, this is, the, this is the mind trap that a lot of us fall in. This is what God was showing me. I, I, and I see your faces, and some of you are pretty mad at me. That's all right. We find peace in our lives when we search for it. Here's, here's point number two for my note takers. I will search for peace. Can we say that together? I will search for peace. In this life, we find what we're searching for. When we're looking for what offends us, that's all we're ever going to find is what offends us. Right? Are you with me? Like, if somebody, this is what I hate sometimes. Somebody tells me something bad about somebody. You know what happens when I see them the next time? I'm looking for that issue. Like, oh, they said this bad thing about them. Are they really like that? And I start inspecting the next time I see them, right? Anybody with me? Got some human beings out there? Right? We start looking at people looking for that bad flaw, that thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. They do do that. They do those things. But what if I say, God, who do you say that they are? Show me how to show them who you say that they are. And when you start praying for your enemies, come on, praying for people, God starts showing you why he created them, why he gave them breath, why he loves them so much, why if he only had to die for them, he would still do it. Goodness gracious, and God, show me why you value them so much. And then all of a sudden, if you're praying for that person, God's going to show you compassion. Are you with me? He'll show you compassion for those around you. You'll find exactly what you're looking for. Matthew 7, verse 7 says, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door is opened. Now listen, this is, this is a principle that we usually talk about when we're trying to find good things from God. Like if, if you seek, you'll find. 
If you knock, it'll be open to you, right? We start thinking about like, man, if I, if I want to be successful, God, I'm, I wanna, I'm gonna seek success, right? I'm gonna look for these things. But can I tell you something? The same principle works when you're looking for negative things. When you seek, you find. When you knock the door on, on well, this is gonna be another one of those Thanksgivings. It's gonna be another one of those Christmases. I'm gonna knock on that door. And, oh, what did I find? More negativity. What did I think I was gonna find? More negativity. Are you with me? I grew up in a family, I hope my mom's not watching, love you mom, I grew up in a family that argued all the time, it was, it, was, it didn't even matter what it was, it, 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 we, could, we could argue about Catherine's shirt, we'd be like, no, it's, it's a turquoise, no, it's blue, no it's, no, it's turquoise, no, it's blue, and we would sit and argue about something so ridiculous, anybody have a family like mine? And then I started learning some principles of how to love people, how to, how to influence people, and I started thinking differently, going like, wow, you know what, you're right. That does have a blue tint to it. That's interesting. Now, how are things going with you? And all of a sudden, the argument's gone. It's gone. It's gone. You pursue peace. Do I even care about the shirt? No. Most of us, we don't even care about the thing we're arguing about other than the fact of being right. I just have to be right. They have to be wrong. I have to be right. They have to be wrong. That's most of us. But what if you didn't have to be right? Who cares? Who cares? Now, I'm not saying this about you, Mom, but the Bible says don't argue with an idiot. I love you, Mom. I'm not talking about you. Don't argue with him. If it doesn't matter, who cares? Let them think whatever they're going to think. Let them say whatever they're going to say. But it doesn't affect who I am. It doesn't affect who God made me to be. He made me to be an encourager to this person. I have an opportunity to be a blessing right now, and I'm going to be a blessing to this person. I choose to be a blessing. Are you with me? I choose. I choose. I will search for peace. When we look for evidence of more problems than solutions, isn't it amazing that that's what we find? More problems than solutions. Reasons why something won't work than reasons why it might. Come on, somebody. Galatians 6, verse 7 says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy... Their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from their sinful nature. But, somebody say but. I love when God puts his butt in the middle of things. Right here. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Verse 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you won't give up. Verse 10. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. We're going to reap what we sow. All of it. That means even the stuff you sow accidentally. Come on. When, when you say those little negative thoughts, those little negative things to your kids, guess what? You're going to reap the fruit of that someday. When, when, you know what, when, when, when we're sitting in that car, you know, when, when we mess up and we do things and we say things and we get angry, you know what, my kids are listening, they're watching. I'm going to reap the fruit of that one day. Come on, somebody. They're watching how I talk about people. They're watching how I, how I if, I'm, if I'm seeking God or if I'm just angry. Are you with me? They're watching all of that. They're going to learn how to live their life, not by what you do when you're in church and you're smiling and everything's good and everything's wonderful. I'm just so glad I'm in church today. Are, are you highly blessed and favored? Yes, I am. Until you get in the car, and then we're angry, 
and be like, can you believe what she wore? Can, can you believe what she, they said to me? You know, oh, what a judgmental, blah, 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 they are. Come on. Oh, I have real people in this church, amen. I, put, I planted cameras in all of your cars. I, I was, I was going to play some videos for you, right? No, I'm just kidding. Some of you are like, what? You know, pastor's pretty techie. This could be a true thing. I don't know. Listen, God sees it all, but we will reap the, reap the fruit of the things we've sown, the seeds we've sown. So let's sow some good seeds, amen? Here's point number three for my note takers. I will sow seeds with the fruit in mind. I will sow seeds with the fruit in mind. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't sow any dandelion seeds in my yard at all. None of them. Every dandelion that's in there was not there by my permission. Are you with me? Maybe my kids' permission when they kick them and the seeds go everywhere, but not by my permission. I didn't sow those seeds. But I tell you what, the seeds from the, from the lemon tree in our yard, like, like we planted that tree. And the fruit that comes from that, we enjoy. Are you with me? The, the, the fruit that comes from the tangelo tree, we enjoy. Those things we, we planted. The other ones I try to kill. Are you with me? Like all the other weeds in my yard, like, gosh, darn, I got to spray this thing again, you know? We got to sow seeds with the fruit in mind. What kind of fruit do you want in your life? What kind of fruit do you want? If the fruit you're eating right now is not good, can I tell you what you need to do? You need to sow new seed. Because in 10 years, if you didn't sow new seed right now, you're still going to be eating the same old, nasty, rotten fruit. That's it. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. If I don't make a change in my life where I start sowing good seed, listen, I could be angry and bitter at the whole world. There's so much world and so much to be bitter about. Isn't there? I mean, we could turn on the news and just watch it for 10 minutes and we'll have something to be angry about. Anybody with me? I can walk down the street and look at people who are holding up signs on one side or the other and I can be, have something to be angry about. But what kind of seeds am I sowing into my mind and into my heart? Am I listening and reading God's word and seeing what he says about me? What if loving my enemies was actually going to be the seed I sown to receive the fruit of peace? Loving my enemies would give me peace? I thought it was just unjust. If I help them and they are just mean to me, I'm the one that gets taken advantage of. Are you with me? Anybody with me? There's something that changes in that where all of a sudden if, if I start to go, hey, I'm going to sow these seeds of blessing, you know what? You'll reap the fruit of blessing. What are we sowing? What are we sowing? What are we sowing, you guys? What are we sowing? For better seasons in the future, we have to sow better seeds now. Come on. If our relationships have been producing the wrong kind of fruit, the time is now. Somebody say the time is now to sow some different seeds. Instead of always cursing the things that bother us, we must sow better seeds or be more intentional in care and blessing to what bothers us. Come on. Are you going to start blessing the things that bother you? Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, church center or at livingstones.tv if god is using this ministry to touch and impact your life and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving 
You can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.